0: RNZ News at midday. Good afternoon, I'm Anna Thomas. The Dairy and Business Owners Group has demanded more action on ram raid burglaries and retail crime during what they say was a long-awaited sit-down with the Police Minister this morning. Chris Hipkins has acknowledged their very real concerns, with about 10 ram raids happening every week in Aotearoa. The $6 million Small Retailer Crime Prevention Fund, launched five months ago, has funded the installation of security at just seven businesses. Five were part of the pilot programme. The minister acknowledged that progress had been too slow to start. He promised more government action to address what he calls an escalating pattern of youth offending. That is an area where you know, you'll know you see a real focus from government at the moment. We've got to try new things. We've got to do, do new things to get these young people out of the patterns of offending that they are finding themselves getting into. Chris Hipkin says young offenders are causing real heartache in the community. National wants to create a social investment fund which wealthy New Zealanders can contribute to. It says traditional public services are failing and its early intervention fund would create better long-term outcomes. Here's our political reporter, Giles Dexter. The Social Investment Fund was championed by former Prime Minister Sir Bill English, who believed early intervention would create better outcomes than trying to fix the problem later on. National says it would use data and assessments to identify who and what needs social services the most and then fund those services. It uses the example of delivering sustainable housing for people who have been in emergency accommodation for extended periods of time. National Social Investment Spokesperson Nicola Willis says it would initially be funded through the budget, but expects contributions from philanthropists and the charitable sector. Economic stress is taking its toll on the housing sector, with mortgage brokers concerned potential repayment increases will seriously stretch household budgets. It's predicted the Reserve Bank will keep lifting the official cash rates, with latest inflation figures showing price rises are not easing. Mortgage expert Mike Whittaker says a lack of disposable income is preventing first home buyers getting into the market. Inflation doesn't seem to be the major problem for people to buy houses, the uh, lack of Uh, 90% lending is the major problem. We're turning away three or four or five a day because they just don't have 20% deposit. Mike Whitaker says homeowners with 10-plus year mortgages who have cut back on working hours will struggle with the rates increase. A National Mortality Review Committee will be established next year following an independent review. The group will analyse deaths of under-25s, mothers and babies, and deaths related to surgery, family violence and suicide. Sam Ollie explains. Currently, there are five committees reporting to the Health Quality and Safety Commission. The Commission's chair, Dr Dale Bramley, says the review showed the current system has limitations. He is confident the new approach will be better to help reduce inequities. He says inequities in Māori mortality rates in particular are unacceptable and cannot be ignored. The man commanding Russian forces in Ukraine says preparations are being made to evacuate people from the city of Kyrgyzstan. General Sergei Sorovkin, appointed just weeks ago by President Vladimir Putin, has admitted that the situation on the ground is tense. The BBC's Steve Jackson has more. Sergei Surovikin's job is to try to turn the tide for Russia in Ukraine. Soon after the notorious general took command, there was a major change in Moscow's tactics, with renewed bombing of cities, including Kiev, and attacks aimed at damaging the electricity network. But as Ukraine struggles to counter these threats, General Surovikin has now admitted that the situation in Kherson is, in his words, quite difficult, and he's preparing to evacuate residents. Kherson was one of the first major Ukrainian cities to be captured by Russia, and loses it would be another humiliation but ukrainian forces have been advancing nearby and moscow may not be able to hold out there and iran's government is emphatically denying it supplied russia with deadly kamikaze drones the uavs have been striking buildings and power infrastructure in ukraine's capital city kiev and elsewhere cnn is reporting that one of its reporters has taken an up-close look at an intact downed drone the ukrainian army officer showed them the signs that it was made in iran and used by the russian military back home labor is promising to campaign hard in the hamilton west by-election which will likely give it a taste of what's to come in next year's general election the electorate is up for grabs after gaurav sharma quit parliament yesterday here's our political reporter Caddy scotcher Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson says Labour will fight hard for the electorate. He says the people of Hamilton West should recognise what the government's done for the country and consider what position New Zealand would be in had National been in power. The Hamilton West electorate is a bellwether and with the polls showing National and ACT could have the numbers to form the next government, the by-election could prove a litmus test for what's to come next year. It's not yet clear when the by-election will take place. It's at five and a half past twelve. Staff is proposing changes to its regional and local newsrooms, which could result in significant job cuts for journalists. The media company has released details of a potential restructure to staff at its regional publications today. RNZ Media Watch understands the Manawatu Standard, Nelson, Mail and Timaru Herald would see their newsroom staff numbers cut from seven reporters to three. Taranaki Daily News and the Southland Times would keep four reporters each. Staff proposes to counterbalance job losses by establishing a new regional team of editors and reporters. A seasoned climate activist is worried tactics by a protest group will lead to a clampdown on climate protests. The Restore Passenger Rail Group have blocked roads around Wellington five times since last week, resulting in numerous arrests. Long-term Indigenous climate activist Sina Brown-Davis says the group are wanting to get arrested, and it's not productive. They were told by a group of pretty well-seasoned and experienced activists that these tactics would backfire on them. What my worry is now is that the public backlash against these tactics will encourage the government to clamp down on climate protests and we see that happening now in New South Wales and Australia. And Sina Brown-Davis says the group is alienating working people and whanau and taking away from work Indigenous climate activists are doing. A man accused of rape has told a court that messages between himself and a complainant suggested they would have sex. The 25-year-old is charged with several sexual offences against six women. Lauren Crimp is at the Wellington District Court. At a flat after a night partying, the complainant and defendant messaged each other from different rooms. In messages shown to the court, the defendant asked whether they would have a sleepover or whether she would have another man in their friend group with her. She replied, both of you. The complainant previously testified that meant they could stay over, not have sex. But the defendant says that meant she would have sex with them both and they had previously talked about that. He denies the allegation that she woke to him raping her, saying she allowed him in the bed and they had consensual sex. A social advocate in Gisborne says the community is making good progress to stop a wave of gang crime. In the last week alone, police have attended 12 serious gang-related incidents, including a Molotov cocktail being thrown through a window, pursuits, family harm and threats to kill a member of the public and police staff. Representatives of different community groups and government agencies met for the second time yesterday and talked about problems in housing and methamphetamine use. Tuta says they want iwi leaders to come on board to the next meeting next week and an emaciated sub-antarctic fur seal found on a walkway in ruby bay near nelson is being rehabilitated so he can be released back into the sea the seal named ruben after where he was found weighed seven kilos when he was found by members of the public more than a month ago his weight has almost doubled under the care of vet mana stratton who's feeding him southern blue whiting Ruben will be released back into the sea once he has gained enough weight and it's hoped he'll be able to make his way back to his sub-Antarctic home. And that's the news.